following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Welcome to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Probe is with you today from Comerica Park in downtown Detroit, Michigan. Twins and the Tigers wrapping up this weekend series, and finally the Twins wrapping up this long 10-game, 12-day road trip. One more road game coming up before a long homestand begins on Tuesday night. But uh, welcome to our Sunday program, and back by popular demand, our guest on our Sunday show is Twins bench coach Derek Shelton. Always great to see you. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Corey. I don't know about popular demand. I'm telling you, uh, back by popular uh, demand. Definitely get to see another ballpark from a different angle, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, this is a great view. I enjoy coming here as uh, we kind of look out. We see the field, of course, but also the uh, the improving Detroit downtown skyline. It really is a unique setting here in Detroit. Yeah, it's a cool ballpark. I was I was telling Mitch on the way up, it's one of the ballparks my all my kids have been to, and they like walking around this ballpark. There's a lot of fun things to do, so yeah, it's it's a neat view. It's, and, a, it's a cool park. And it seems like it was just, you know, yesterday when this place was jumping, it was packed day in and day out. You know, Verlander was here, and Scherzer was here, and of course Cabrera in his prime, and Victor Martinez, and so many great players. And, and you come to this ballpark, and you weren't sure what you were going to see. You could see a no-hitter. You could see a 20 strikeout game you could see a, a three homer game from a future hall of famer like cabrera and it really was an amazing atmosphere and it wasn't so long ago either no it wasn't i mean they they've had some really good teams here and uh this place is really loud you know it's big it's expansive it's a loud place but you can see a lot of cool things i mean they've run some good players through here as i mean as you said Miggy's still here, and Vic retired last year. But, I mean, the pitching staff they had, you can even go back to watching Bonderman throw. Rockwell and I were talking about Bonderman's slider last night during the game a little bit. Just So, yeah, it was a lot of cool things, and, uh, you know, it's a neat ballpark. Twins and the Tigers wrapping up this uh, series today. Jake Odorizzi on the mound for the Twins in Game 3, and the Tigers have a lefty going in Ryan Carpenter. Before we get to that and Jake's season so far, the road trip overall, 5-4 and four so far, not bad, but trying to secure a winning homestand with a victory today. Yeah, I, yeah. Road trip yeah I think so. I mean, I, I think it, it, I think we're feeling a little bit of the effects of the road trip. It's been a long road trip. You know, we had the, the one-off day, but it was a travel, and we didn't get into Tampa till you know, 4 o'clock in the morning and then and then having the other off day. But I think, you know, the thing about it is, is it's a stretch where we played in Tampa four games, who's a really good club we went to Cleveland and you know playing a really good club and then you're playing a team in your division here that that's uh that's starting to play better but uh, I think we're looking forward to the off day I think you know it's a group I think our group is you get in the stretch of the first couple of weeks of June and and you start to uh you start to drag a little bit and be a little bit tired so I think the off day is going to be good for us and uh you know we've played well on the trip it, it's been a situation where we've swung the bats well, which we swung the bats all year long. We've had some good pitching performances. So uh, it, it's going to be nice to get home. What are some of the signs, though, as you reference that the road trip is starting to maybe impact the players and maybe even some elements of performance? What are some of the signs that, that you look for and look to to see if that's happening at this point? Well, I think the first thing is, and it's funny, is like if the staff starts to feel tired, then you know, <laughs> then you know, uh, then you know the players got to be tired because of what they're doing. But I, I just think you, you see little effects of it, whether it's a step or here or two or coming out of the box at a little bit of a different intensity or 
it's just one of those things that when you're when you're when you have a three city trip and you have to bounce around a little bit and then you play the competition we've played you just start to see it it, it wear on you a little bit so it's nice to uh get home and get an off day and, and kind of get recharged and then you know like you said to get uh you know, to get, I think it's what a ten-game home stand in front of our home crowd, and you know the way we've been drawn and the energy that's been at, at Target Field. It's it's going to be nice to get home and not to rush things today either, because the the finish line, at least for the end of this road trip, is so close, and the off day coming tomorrow. But not to finish up and not to hurry things today. You, you have to watch out for that, right, from a coaching standpoint. One hundred percent. You know, and I think that's one of the things that we've tried to be extremely cognizant of in terms of how we've rotated our lineups and who's played and who hasn't played. And, you know, I think one of the things that Rocco and I talk about a lot is, you know, we plan our lineups two or three days out and sometimes four and five days out. And you have to be able to stick to that and not be reactionary. I mean, we're, we've played well on this road trip. We have a chance to win the road trip, get home, but we don't, you know, you don't discount today. But you also don't discount today, but you also take in effect what we're going to do. I mean, you see in our lineup today that, that Marwin's off and, and Jonathan's off. Both planned off days. I mean, Kep got the off day the other day after the three-homer game, which, you know, you could be reactionary and say, well, Kep hit three homers, we should play him. No, it was the day we had scheduled for him to get off. Rosie was scheduled to be off yesterday. So I think as you're going forward, you just have to make sure that you don't you go day by day. Do you ever change that that look to that lineup for Kepler, for example, coming off the three-homer game that he had? You know, one would think, all right, he's hot, you, you play him the next day. Do you ever change based on a player's performance the day or night before? I don't think we've changed. I think we've changed the lineup one time all year based on and it wasn't really based on a player's performance it's just uh there'll be times when Rocco's doing the media post game that I'll go and talk to the guys about you know what we're doing the next day and we had one instance earlier in the year where one of our players felt very strongly about playing the next day and then he came in and talked to Rock and Rock was like all right if you feel you know good your body feels all right then we'll continue to go but most of the times we try not to be reactionary in terms of what we're going to do and how we're going to do it you know there's some matchup situations that come into it not just for the person playing but for the person that's not playing so and it's also trying to keep guys fresh. I mean, I think you've seen with, with what's happened with our bench guys, with Adrianza, with Asadio when he was here, with the catching situation that we've had. You know, if you continue to rotate guys in, then you're going to get a good performance out of them. In the case of Marwin Gonzalez, does, does he need to know the night before, not just that he's going to play, but where specifically defensively he's going to play the next day? He's never told us that he needs to know. Out of respect to him, I tell him every night. You know, hey, you're going to be in right, you're going to be in left, uh, you're going to be at third. I mean, we played him at second on this trip the one day. So, uh, you know, out of respect to him getting prepared, and I think, you know, that goes back a little bit to conversations when I was in Tampa that I used to have with Zobrist because Zoe played all over the field, and that was one of the things he liked to know. He liked to know where he was playing. So Marwin has never really said, hey, I would like to know, but, you know, out of respect to him and out of respect to bouncing all over the field, I think, you know, we try to give him a heads up. The true value of his of his skill set, you're seeing that now. I mean, you saw that, I think, even go back to early May. The bat was quiet. The weather, I'm sure, had a lot to do with that with Marwin in April. But then beginning in May, the bat's been hot. But the versatility has been amazing. Yeah, I mean, he's like having a Swiss Army knife on the field. I mean, essentially, we saw him uh, early on in the year. He didn't swing the bat, you know, as well as he would have liked. He, but he played third base about as well as anybody in the game. And then all of a sudden, you know, he starts to swing the bat. We start to get back to full strength with, you know, the lineup we thought we were going to have, the club we were going to have. And now you're starting to see the versatility and why he's so important. And I think you've already seen it twice on this road trip where he started a game one place and then we've moved him to another place. And when you have that kind of versatility on a club, it's you're able to do so many different things. And when the game gets going, if you're going to make a move, it makes it a lot easier to do it. 
Right, we'll take a break, come back. We'll talk more about lineup construction now that the Twins have a healthy group offensively. There's going to be an odd man out from time to time, how they decide on that, and we'll get to some pitching discussion as well coming up. With Derek Shelton, Inside Twins, brought to you by Killiver Root Beer. We'll continue from Detroit next on your home for Twins Baseball. of Treasure Island Resort and Casino. One in three adults in America have pre-diabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. <clears throat> Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has my mom. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Betty can't say that in reverse. If kids don't have a field to play baseball on, they'll find somewhere else to play. Help the Twins Community Fund's Fields for Kids program build and restore fields. Learn what you can do or make a donation at twinscommunityfund.org. The Minnesota Twins Community Fund is supported by Minnesota Twins Cornerstone Partners, Target, U.S. Bank, Treasure Island Resort and Casino, and Delta Airlines. We thank them for supporting youth baseball and softball throughout the upper Midwest and for getting more kids in the game. Brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Welcome back to our Sunday show with uh, Twins bench coach Derek Shelton. I'm Corey Provis. Getting back to lineup construction, Rocco made this point earlier on this road trip that really going back to Tuesday with Nelson coming off the injured list, first time all year that you have your entire offensive group together, healthy and playing at one time, and there's going to be an odd man out. How do you make those decisions? It's not just based on a lefty's going, so we're going to sit this lefty. Who's going to be the odd man out now that everybody's here? Yeah, well, first off, it's kind of scary that we're at full strength and yeah. our offense has done what it's done and put up the numbers that, you know, that they've put up. So it's a credit to those guys. Uh, secondly, I, it's a conversation. And, and like we referenced in the earlier segment, uh, you know, Rock and I are already starting to talk about Seattle and past Seattle to Kansas City. I mean, we're, we we have the – when you have your pitching matchups, you can kind of figure out. And, you know, the one thing that we have messaged is that – to our guys is that there's going to be an odd man out at times. So, you know, it may be back-to-back days. Mickey had back-to-back days off earlier on this trip just because of how it worked out. So it's a good situation to have when you're having a core group of guys and one guy has to sit out. Now, that guy that sits out is probably not happy. But I think the thing you see is that, you know, most clubs have, you know, one through nine. Some clubs have one through seven. We're at the point right now we have one through 12. And, you know, that's a very good problem to have when you're interchanging parts and you're putting guys in that, 
you know we feel are regular everyday major league players. Miguel Sano missed so much time with the with the injured heel that he suffered in the offseason, and he sat a couple days uh, earlier on this road trip. Has he been vocal to you and to the coaching staff that hey, I missed all that time. I want to play. Get me in there day in and day out, and you'll see the results. No, he. I mean, he's not said that in in words. I think you know, with the preparation and the time he's putting in, I think he's worked very hard to to get back. But I think he's also very respectful of what's going on and who's playing well and what's doing it, and in realizing there's a process. and And I think the one thing that, that has happened since day one of spring training, and it's something that that Rocco and I talked a lot about in the off season, is we're going to communicate and over communicate with guys. So there's not going to be in a situation where they're wondering why we're doing things if we're doing something for a specific reason either rock's going to have a conversation with him or i'm going to have a conversation with him or if it's on the pitching side wes is going to have a conversation with him and let him know okay this is where we stand and it's not so much anything you've done it's just a situation of this is what we feel is best for the club that day one more thought on lineup construction before we move on to some other things uh, you had a bullpen day you faced a bullpen day with the uh, with the scary injury to uh, carlos carrasco and what's uh, going on with him back on wednesday and that had to come together quickly and then opener yesterday and then you saw a bulk pitcher in game two of this series does that impact how you construct your lineup one through nine knowing that you're not just going to go up against like today a true starting pitcher right it does I mean it, it causes a little bit of a challenge in terms of you know how you're going to construct it and I mean it's obvious that that we've run out a different lineup versus right-handed pitching than we have versus left-handed I mean usually if it's a left-hander either Polo or, or Mitch is hit first and and than if it's a right-handed pitcher, Max is hit first. So it does change the look of it a little bit. I think we just try to make sure that we balance it out. And you're playing, when you have a true bullpen day like like uh, the Indians did, it's really hard to do because you can really match up and really go through. You know, we had a good idea yesterday that Farmer was starting and then we, we were going to get Ramirez. So we kind of planned both ways for that. But it, it does cause a challenge. It It's a lot of conversation about the process of how you construct a lineup with the openers. And I don't think really anybody has come up with what a good theory is for that yet. A lefty Matthew Boyd, whom you guys uh, saw on Friday, another lefty and Carpenter going today. Between Garver and Polanco in that one-two spot, how do you how do you go back and forth with that? Well, it, it's, it's been a couple different things. It's like what the bullpen construction is for them in terms of balancing out our lineup. It's what the matchup is early on. I mean, we started with Garver there, and, you know, the Polo thing the other day, I think Rock just came in and said, hey, I want to hit Polo first today. I don't know if there was really, you know, anything that sparked it. It was just a thought he had had and and wanted to try you know wanted to try Georgie there and and then with Nelly coming back it kind of changed the dynamic with with Garvin and Nelly being back to back so it there wasn't there wasn't one specific thing that that kind of put that I think it was just more a feel on, on Rock's part. A couple of roster moves were made this week. Devin Smeltzer was sent back down with Michael Pineda being activated and then earlier in this series William Zostadio was sent down and we got a chance to see Ryan Eats come up and make his big league debut last night. First with Smeltzer. How did he handle the news, and what did you think of his uh, two showings so far? Two showings were really good. I mean, he pitched against two really good clubs. He pitched he pitched against the Brewers and, and pitched against the Indians, and I think he did a good job in both games. You know, the Indian game, he, he left a couple balls up out of the plate, and they got hit out of the ballpark. But I think he did a good job mixing up what he was doing, mixing up his pitches, uh, good game plan, followed it. I think Wesson Heff did a nice job with that. So it was good to see him come up here. You know, in the time when when Michael was on the DL and and get his feet wet because he's a guy that probably will you know will impact us later in the year at some point as we know pitching is always you know is always coming back and forth and interchangeable a little bit and you need to get the, that those guys that experience and then uh, 
with you know the Astadio thing with with Ryan Eads, you know, did a good job yesterday in his debut, but we needed an arm. You know, it wasn't really anything that Willie did. I mean, Willie did a good job. He, you know, again, he's very functional. He's played all over the diamond for us, but you know, we all know that when you get in a situation where you need something, you know, you need a bullpen arms at times you have to make moves that maybe you maybe you don't want to move, you know, maybe you don't want to make, you know, it wasn't anything that that Willie had done. You know, he'd played pretty well. It was just one of those things where we needed an arm. Uh, sticking with the bullpen here for a second, Matt McGill began the year hurt, and he came out, and after he found his timing and his rhythm once again, he was putting up zeros. The numbers were great, but lately some crooked numbers have been have been there for Matt. Uh, some recent box scores would say that. What's going on with uh, with Matt McGill right now, Derek? Well, it looks, and I, I mean, it just kind of watching from the side and haven't looked at it from the front at all, uh, and I'm sure – you know, Wes and Hef have done that, but it just looks like he's leaving a lot of balls in the middle of the plate. And, you know, regardless of the velo, regardless of of where where pitches are located, if they're located in the middle of the plate, they're going to get hit by major league hitters. And I think when he, you know, he had the, the nice outing in Tampa that day and uh, had the nice outings before, like you referenced, but I think he's just gotten to the gotten to the point where he's left some balls in the middle of the plate. You know, there's been a couple walks in there that, that, uh, that, you know, after the the walk, he's left pitches that are hittable, and they've been either been hit out of the ballpark or hit in the gap. So I think it's just a matter of uh, execution of pitches. And the bullpen as a whole, too, and I think this dates back to kind of the first uh, segment that we had about the length of this road trip and maybe some fatigue now we're seeing out of the Twins' bullpen. We've seen some short starts from a few guys here on this trip as well. Are you seeing some of that? Is, is that element of the game contagious here where some guys just for some reason or another on this road trip or just have just not had the same success that they were having earlier? Yeah, I think I mean, I think it can definitely take its toll. You know, when when you get used and, you know, it go, it gets in a situation where we may have a shorter start and we have to use more of our bullpen. I mean, you know, we had to go get a bullpen arm. So that that shows that that we needed something. So that can definitely take its toll. And anytime you can get a reset and you know what happens too when you have you play close games whether it's a close game in your head or it's a close game and there's a deficit and you know the one thing that's different I think in our situation than a lot of clubs with our offense you know a, a two-run game or a three-run game in a deficit we're still using people that that to keep the game close because of the fact that our offense can throw up you know, crooked numbers really quickly, and all of a sudden you get a walk and a base hit, and there's a three-run homer, and, and we're back in a game. So that, that can be, and I think it's a situation where we just need to make sure that we keep our guys as fresh as possible, we get our rest, and, and then work forward. Uh, we'll take our last break, come back, and wrap up Inside Twins next from Detroit on your home for Twins Baseball. Kids grow out of calling mom, mommy. They grow out of sleeping with a blankie. They grow out of eating stuff off the floor. They grow out of race car shaped beds. They grow out of having invisible friends, hopefully. But a kid never grows out of baseball. They grow old with it. The joy, the lessons, and the memories stick with them like pine tar. Give your kid the lifelong gift of baseball. Learn more at twinscommunityfund.org. The Twins Community Fund getting more kids in the game. The Minnesota Twins Community Fund is supported by Minnesota Twins Cornerstone Partners, Target, U.S. Bank, Treasure Island Resort and Casino, and Delta Airlines. We thank them for supporting youth baseball and softball throughout the upper Midwest and for getting more kids in the game. Well, Jason, I've got to tell you, you're pretty much everything this company is looking for in an entry-level candidate. Great. Your resume isn't quite what we're used to, but you've got a fantastic work ethic. Thank you. And I'm impressed by how you carry yourself. 
So, should we talk about the job? Uh, what? The job? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have no way of recruiting or even meeting you. This interview didn't happen. It may sound ridiculous, and that's because it kind of is. There's a huge pool of talent your company is missing out on. Meet the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Man, we really could have used him. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Hey, Twins fans, every Wednesday at Target Field is Schwager Dollar Dog Day. Your chance at $1 hot dogs at Hennepin Grill and taste the Twins Territory concession stands. Visit twinsbaseball.com for more information. Excuse me, I know you have a 9 o'clock, so I'll keep this short. I'm the business suit in the back of your closet. You wore me nearly every day before your office went, quote, casual. I used to be the CEO of your closet. Now I'm just that one intern no one ever talks to. I always thought you'd circle back with me. Get granular. Keep me in the pipeline. But nada. Nothing. Don't you remember the McKittrick presentation? You spilled coffee on me, and I still looked amazing during the breakout talkback Q&A. So I think it's time for me to move on. I've got a great resume, and I absolutely crush it in interviews, okay? Let's make this a clean break. Shift the paradigm. The only thing I ask is that you think outside the box here and do this. Take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Final segment of Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Probe is back with Derek Shelton. Final segment here on our Sunday show. Game three coming up in a little bit. Twins and the Tigers. Jake Odorizzi today for the Twins and Ryan Carpenter, left-hander throwing for Detroit. Jake Odorizzi leads the American League in ERA at 1.96. You've known Jake a long, long time. Did you see this coming? <laughs> to say I saw it coming, no. Uh, you know, we know the ability Jake has, but I, I think it's a, it's a credit to him in terms of his execution. I mean, there's been stretches before, you know, going back to even when when we were in Tampa together where you saw him, you know, throw the ball well, and it would be one start, two starts. I mean, I think we saw it last year in a start against the Yankees. But to to maintain it for eight or nine starts like he's in, I think it's it's a credit to it's a credit to him. It's a credit to the execution of game plans. Uh, you know, he's really done a nice job sticking with this plan going out every day. And when when that happens with with Jake's stuff, I think we're seeing what happens. His mechanics do they seem as simplistic to you from the dugout as they do to us from watching him up here? It doesn't seem like there's a lot of moving parts. It's just a nice, compact delivery that I know he's worked, you know, tirelessly on. Yeah, I think so. And it's funny, it's funny you say that. I can I vividly remember the first time I saw Jake throw when we were in Tampa and we acquired him from uh, I think it was from Kansas City. Mm -hmm. We we acquired him from Kansas City, and it was during a, a live BP, and that was the first thing that stood out. And I actually said it to Andrew Friedman at the time. I was like, "Wow, this is really clean." You know, it's almost got a little bit like, you know, old school Granky in him where when Grinky was in Kansas City and it's really just it's really smooth. And I think last year at times it, it kinda it, it kinda got out of balance a little bit with his stride and the direction of it. And I think he was extremely aware of that and 
it has been clean. It, you, there has been very few times where you see it get out of line for a pitch or two. And if it does, he's able to correct himself and execute a pitch. So, yeah, I think that's a, a really good assessment. Yeah, Twins are 5-4 and four so far on this road trip. And, you know, the, the Twins became, with the win last Sunday over the Rays, the first team, Derek, in the American League to reach 40 wins. And, and I sent out a note about that, and there was a lot of feedback, positive, negative, about the schedule and who the Twins have played, who they haven't played, yada, 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 all that stuff. But the fact is, you know, th- this ball club has played consistently top-notch baseball all season long, and you can't do much about the schedule and the rest of the American League. you got to play who you play, and that's what the team has done. Yeah, I, I think so. I think you, you play the games that are put in front of you. I mean, you know, if, if people are going to be critical that we haven't, played people we're going we're to have to play the people that they're saying we should have to play but we've also played some pretty good teams you know I mean we played we went through a stretch where in 10 days we played Houston seven times and I think arguably you know Houston's one of the best teams in in Major League Baseball you know we we just got done playing the Rays I mean the Indians are a good team they got off to you know a tough start but they're, they're a good team so and I think when you say that I mean we have 40 plus wins in We've done a good job. We've been consistent. We've we've been away from losing streaks, and and you know we've we've had bounce back games where we haven't played well for a day, and then we bounce back and play really well. So I think the only thing you can do is just play the schedule that you're given and and kind of work from there. Do you think the players are aware that they're the only team, the Twins, the only team in baseball without a three game losing streak this season? I think they're aware of it. I don't know if they're aware that we're, they're the only team. I I think the one good thing about our clubhouse, and you're down there a lot, is I mean it's a fairly loose environment. You know, there's never an, any sense of urgency. There's never any sense of, of panic. And I, and I think when you have good veteran guys and then you create the culture that, that Rocco's created, you, you put yourself in a situation that, you know, we know we're going to lose some games. We know we're going to win some games, but there's we're not going to change. All right, off day, Monday, much deserved. What do you got planned? Well, my wife and youngest are, are they're actually in Detroit right now, so they will be, they will be coming in. You know, I, I know my... My guy Nate Dommen's probably going to be at the Wooden Nickel in Marshall, Minnesota, you know, enjoying the uh, enjoying the off day there. But uh, it's going to be kind of chill. Whatever my wife wants to do, I'm sure I'll end up at the grocery store, or the dry cleaners, or someplace like that. But it's going to be nice to get home. The weather's going to be nice, right? It's going to be great. Okay, should be so fine. Every time I say that, and then we go home to rain or snow. But I, I'm looking forward to be home. I mean, we really enjoy being. In Minnesota, I mean, it's my my kids like being there. My wife likes being there. So good day. All right. Thanks for your time. Great job on the show today. Thank you very much. We thank Derek Shelton. We thank you for listening. More to come right here on your home for Twins Baseball. You have been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-Dock.com. Porta-Dock.com. Find your local Porta-Dock dealer today. Porta-Dock.com. Hey, folks. Somebody said there's more similarities between the killer and I than you might think. We both played first base during our careers, me more than him, and we both hit several home runs over the years. He more than I. And we both love to drink his hometown root beer. Cheers, Harmon. Kilbury Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Pick up a six-pack or case at your neighborhood Lunds and Byerly's grocery store. Tell them Herbie sent you. Kilbury, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Built as user-friendly as it is budget-friendly, 
The Kubota Z100 zero-turn mower cuts a lawn worth admiring. With smooth controls and a rugged deck, this machine makes mowing way more comfortable. For a limited time, you can get a Z100 mower for as low as $83 a month. Now through June 30th, 2019. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more information. To take advantage of this special pricing, visit GoKubota.com for the Kubota dealer nearest you. We know that when you own a business, success is earned through countless hours of hard work. And with each goal reached, you have five more in the works. Because your business is unstoppable, just like you. A business loan or line of credit from U.S. Bank may help your business grow with a customized approach to financing. Same-day approval and funding is available for eligible applications. Apply in less than 10 minutes at usbank.com slash fundmybusiness. Credit products offered by U.S. Bank National Association and are subject to normal credit approval and program guidelines. See a banker for details. Equal housing lender. Excuse me, realtor? Hi, it's Karen. Oh, uh, Karen. Uh, what's the house power here? The what? We use laptops, TVs, security systems, smart devices, and more all the time. We need major bandwidth. Ooh, you can get CenturyLink fiber internet here. You're set. Great. How? We're in ad right now. Just tap this screen to learn about speeds up to one gig. Service and speed may not be available in your area. Visit CenturyLink.com slash housepower to learn more. Just like the twins, Country Hearth Breads are a Minnesota tradition. Baked locally with simple, natural ingredients, they're sure to be a hit with your family. Country Hearth Breads and Village Hearth Buns, the official bread and buns of the Minnesota Twins. Your first place Minnesota Twins are on display at Target Field. Got them! Ball game over, and the Twins win. Eddie Rosario providing a flair for the dramatic. Eddie Rosario with a ninth inning three-run homer. With a new hero every night. And Gonzalez. It's at high in the air down the right field line, and it is gone. Go crazy on June 14th for Prince Night as the first 10,000 fans receive a limited edition Purple Prince Twins jersey. Get your tickets at twinsbaseball.com backslash prince. 